On this episode, we teach you how to build a meal plan, we talk about the difference between machines and free weights, and we tell you why you're just not making any gains. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's motivation. I've been motivated for a minute now. If you want it, go get it, don't let them bring you down. They said you're sleeping, but we don't listen to word of mouth. Take care of business and family, that's what we dream about. This is what I'm talking about, grinding till the lights go out. All I do is work, work, work until I reach the finish line. Motivation pushing me through hard times, do it for the fan bottom line. What's up, everybody? Welcome and thank you so much once again for tuning into the Fit Nerds podcast. My name is Tony, your host, as always. And as always, super grateful to every single one of you guys for choosing to spend a couple of minutes out of your day with us, for always being so supportive, and for following our show. You know, it, it's it's super humbling and a remarkable experience for me to receive your emails, to receive your questions, and to provide some value to you guys. So, as always, I'm very grateful, very humbled that out of the thousand things that you guys could be doing today, you guys have decided to spend the next couple of minutes with us. So, today's topic is, I mean, all of our topics are important. Right, but today's topic is one that probably is the topic that brings the most questions. Probably, I would say, if I get 10 questions, probably six of them are having something to do with this topic. But before we jump into that, we want to give a huge shout out to someone who has now contributed to our show. If you guys didn't notice, we have a new intro song. We have a new theme song for the Fitners podcast, and the song is called Motivation, and it is by James the Mormon. James the Mormon is an artist that skyrocketed to the top of the charts. He was number one on iTunes, number one on Billboard, and his song Motivation was his first single, and it just took off, guys. It's it's a phenomenal song. James the Mormon is an incredibly talented artist, so we want to give a huge shout-out to him and encourage you to download his album. It's called I Am Not a Rapper. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever, and it's an incredible, incredible album. And I like it because it's geared towards motivating. And so often in today's culture, you see not only hip-hop music, but just music in general sometimes have kind of a crude tone to it. But James Mormon has broke through and really made his music about motivating people and about inspiring people. So huge shout out, James. Thank you so much for allowing us to use your song as the intro song to our podcast. So huge shout out. Again, check out his album called I Am Not A Rapper on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your music. You will not regret it. So let's go ahead and jump into our topic today. And the topic is about being a hard gainer. And what it means to be a hard gainer and why a lot of people struggle to put on muscle and to really see results. We talked in the last episode a little bit about some genetic factors that can play a role and we debunked some myths of some folks who believe that because maybe they come from 
a fat family or families who are prone to diabetes and things of that nature, that they're going to have those same issues and that there's not really a whole lot that they can do about it. And so we talked a little bit about that, but today we're going to take that one step further. And when I said that the majority of questions that I get revolve around this topic, I said that because the majority of questions are, what do I have to do to build muscle and lose fat? That's the essence of what people are trying to figure out. And it's tricky because if you were to ask, if you were to go out into the street and ask random people what they had to do to get a six pack, everybody can tell you what the process is. But then for a lot of folks, when they try to implement it, they realize that it doesn't work or that they're not getting the results that they hope to get. And so today we're gonna talk about two key principles and two things that you can change that are probably the biggest mistakes that people make that hold them back from really building muscle and that give people this idea that they're a hard gainer, that again, that their body just can't put on muscle for whatever reason. And so in talking to people and answering questions and responding to emails and snaps and things of that nature, I've come to learn that there are a lot of guys out there that believe, as I mentioned, that their bodies are somehow genetically programmed to stay scrawny and to stay weak. And regardless of how many days they go to the gym, they don't see progress. And it's frustrating. And so what happens is that they do one of two things. Some of them resort to cheating. And I do know a lot of guys who resort to taking steroids and things of that nature and trying to cheat the process and do it in an unnatural way, which is unhealthy and toxic, or they just quit. And the majority of people just quit. And they say, I can't do this. It's too hard. My body is just not designed to look this way. But it's just not true. So as we mentioned in the previous episode, it's true that some people naturally have an easier time gaining muscle or losing fat due to you know, certain hormone levels and genetic predispositions. But nobody's body is destined to just be fat or be skinny, right? All of those things, all of those goals can be attained if we are willing to learn the process and make the adjustments that we need to make, right? So every single time that I talk to somebody that is having this problem, that is having a hard gainer problem, so to speak, every single one is making several, if not all, of these following mistakes. Number one, they're either working out too little or some are even working out too much, And the problem with working out too much is that if you don't give your body enough rest, it severely cuts into the progress and the gains that you can make. Others are lifting with too little weight and too little intensity. They go regularly, they go every day, but they're not really, you know, tearing down that muscle and lifting with the intensity that they need to get the results that they're looking for. And the third one, uh, I would say, is that a lot of people are just doing the wrong exercises. So number three would be doing the wrong exercises. Now, what do I mean with doing the wrong exercises? There seems to be a common misconception that all exercises are created equal, right? That no matter what you do or how you do it, if you're working your biceps, it should be the same result, right? Or if you're doing you know, chest exercises, even if it's on a machine or whatever you're doing, it's the same thing, right? And it's just not true. 
There are exercises that are more effective than others. And so the majority of people that are having some of these issues, they're obsessed with the machines and they're afraid of free weights. And that's, that's fairly common because the machines are easier, you can control it, you can adjust it, and it's more comfortable. It's easier, right? But again, we're trying to force our body to grow. And the way that we do that is by putting more and more and more stress on it. So too many people are focusing on isolation exercises on machines instead of compound exercises with free weights, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a second. And they're just doing the wrong kinds of exercises. And that's why they don't break through and make the progress that they're trying to make. And the last mistake that most people make is that they're eating too little. And uh, for a lot of people, they push back and say, whoa, aren't I supposed to be on a diet? Like, wouldn't the problem be eating too much? And yes, eating too much can be a problem, and we'll talk about bulking in a second. But for a lot of folks, folks, it's actually eating too little. They're not putting on muscle because they're not eating enough, which we'll talk about. So you have to understand what is going on within your body when it's trying to put on muscle. And you have to know that the food that you put into your body is what's going to give you the energy. Calories equals energy. So the energy to build that muscle has to come through your food. And if you don't have enough, as we mentioned in previous episodes, your body has other priorities. And building muscle is not going to be one of those priorities. So if it's short on calories, it's just not going to make muscle a priority and you're not going to make those gains. Right? So... Point number one, and this show is going to be separated into two points. The first one is going to be what I just talked about, which is not eating enough. And we're going to talk a little bit about how you can create your own meal plan with some very basic guidelines that can help you start to see some results, right? Because we want to do this on purpose, and we want to do it in a way where we can control the outcome. We don't want to just throw darts in the dark. And a lot of folks fall into that. They just kind of go to the gym and they feel like they're throwing mud against the wall and seeing what's going to stick and praying for results, not really knowing whether they're going to get them or not. But the reality is that when we understand these concepts, we can consciously bring about the result and we can control it. So the first point, we're going to talk about diet and then we're going to talk a little bit about exercises, uh, isolation versus compound and things of that nature. So Let's start talking about food because as I'm sure you've heard, fitness and having a physique and building muscle and things like that, it's 30% what you do in the gym and 70% what you put into your mouth. And I know a lot of guys out there who are gym junkies and they're the kind of dudes that are always posting Instagram photos of themselves in the gym and they cannot go to the gym without telling Facebook about it. But they don't look good. They look like crap. They just look like big, big blobs that can throw around heavy weights. And that's not what we're looking for here. All right, we are looking for functional, healthy muscle, low body fat that's going to allow us to be healthy and have energy and avoid some of the diseases that we've been talking about in the past. So how can we do this? The number one mistake that guys make when they're trying to put on muscle is... They start this bulking phase. I don't know if you've ever heard that term. And it's not just guys. I've seen girls do this as well. 
but they start this bulking phase where they basically eat anything that they that they can get their hands on. And most guys do this in the winter. If you've ever heard of the winter bulk and then the summer cut, in the winter they'll consume incredible amounts of calories, assuming that the body's going to use these calories to build muscle. But the reality couldn't be further from the truth, right? Because obviously, if you're taking in tons of calories, you're going to gain weight. And excessive weight gain is not only unhealthy, but it's unnecessary to put on muscle for several reasons. Number one, obviously being overweight comes with all kinds of health risks, which we've talked about in the past. Diabetes, high blood pressure, all these things can come from being overweight. And number two is that you're going to start putting on fat on your frame, and that's going to get in the way of building muscle. Now, how is this accumulation of fat going to deter you from building muscle? What happens within your body is that as body fat levels rise, your insulin sensitivity drops. And what that does is that it impairs your body's ability to to burn fat. So when insulin is low, your body can't burn fat. And the, the more body fat you have, no, that insulin resistance is going to drop, right? The insulin sensitivity is going to drop. So what that's going to do is that it's going to increase the likelihood that your body is going to, st- it's going to start to store carbohydrates as fats. So the more you eat, the more your body is going to be triggered to retain those calories as fat, right? And it suppresses the signaling response within your cells to start the protein synthesis process. Right, so it's completely counterintuitive and counterproductive to what you're trying to do. So I don't understand why people do it. I think that the people that do it just kind of jump on the bandwagon and they maybe read an article or somebody posted it or something, but it doesn't work. It simply, simply doesn't work. So how, what's the correct way? Right, If we're talking about this bulking phase and the, the mistakes that, that people make, the wrong way to do it, what's the correct way? Right, Because it is true that in order to put on muscle, you need to eat more. You need to be in a, what's called a caloric surplus, which means that you need more calories than your body naturally needs, something called your BMR, which is your base metabolic rate. What that is, is basically the amount of, cal- of calories that your body needs just to function on its own. Right, you do need to bring in more calories than that number, but not an incredible amount more. You, I mean, the caloric uh, surplus is actually quite small. So, a much smarter way to bulk is to provide a low to moderate caloric surplus. As I was talking about, what that does is it allows for steady muscle growth while minimizing fat storage. So you want just enough calories, just enough extra calories to build muscle, but not enough extra calories to put on fat. And that balance is what you need to find, right? So we're going to give you some basic guidelines, but obviously everybody's a little bit different. But these guidelines are pretty safe, and I'm pretty confident to say that that if you can follow these for your own body weight and do it consistently, you will see results, right? So how, how would you do this? A proper bulk, if you're doing this correctly, should give you about about half to one and a half pounds of weight gain per week. That's of lean mass, right? So a simple way to work this out is in the following way. Number one, and what I would do is I, I would actually write this down because this is what you're going to base your meal plan off of. And uh, it's important that you understand 
these, these next couple of concepts. So number one, you want to eat at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight, right? Pretty simple. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you're going to eat 150 grams of protein per day. And my suggestion is that the majority of that come through real food. I've given seminars about this in the past, and some people say, well, I saw at Walmart that there's these protein shakes, and they say that they have 60 grams of protein. So if I need 150 grams of protein, then I can just take like three of those a day, and then I'll be good, right? Technically, sure. By, by the numbers, I guess so, but your body's not going to use all of that, all of that protein, Right, So it is okay to supplement with protein shakes and things of that nature. I do it. You can use whey and casein, and we'll talk more about the differences uh, in a later episode. But the majority of what you're consuming has to be real food. As we mentioned in the previous episode, if it, never, if it was never alive or it never grew, then you want to avoid it. Supplements, you're probably going to be the exception. But... Things like chicken breast and tuna and fish, tilapia, salmon, things of that nature. Turkey burgers, phenomenal. Things like that, right? Lean cuts of red meat and pork and, you know, you start to, to, to find a mix of different protein sources that you can kind of cycle through. So, again, number one, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Number two, you're going to eat two grams of carbs per pound of body weight per day. So again, if you're 150 pounds, you're going to consume 300 grams of carbs per day. That is going to be your energy source right now. You have to be careful here because I have seen people that go overboard on the carbs and if your workouts are not intense enough to use that energy, that energy source that is carbohydrates, then your body may put it on as fat. So you have to be careful to, yes, you're going to be eating 300 grams of carbs, but your training should be such that your body is going to utilize that and not store it as fat, right? So two grams of carbs per pound of body weight. And last, you want to eat 0.4 grams of healthy fats per pound of body weight, right? So if we go back and use the same example, 150 pounds, you're going to consume 60 grams of fat per day. And you want to try and make sure that they're good fats. There are good fats and there are bad fats, right? And I'm sure you've heard saturated, unsaturated, monounsaturated, and we won't go into each one of those in detail, but you want to try and get good fats. Things like avocados and almonds and natural peanut butters and things of that nature where you're, you're going to get good fats instead of bad fats, okay? So recap, one gram of protein two grams of carbs, and 0.4 grams of fat per pound of body weight. So you can use these guidelines to establish a meal plan or at least some macronutrient goals that you can try and hit. And so what I've done is you can download what's called the MyFitnessPal app. You can just go to the App Store or Google Play or you know, whatever and type in MyFitnessPal. And you go in there and it lets you plug in all of your goals. So you plug these, these numbers in for whatever your body weight is, and it's going to automatically set those guidelines for you. And when you track everything that you eat, you can see what you're missing. And not only that, but you, you can even see what foods are higher in carbs, higher in fats. You can add or eliminate, and it really helps you to create your own meal plan. 
And I know people who pay hundreds of dollars for meal plans, and it's just not necessary because the people that do it, all they do is they go through this process. They see, are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to gain weight? And they plug in the numbers, and they come out with with these specific guidelines of X number of, of grams of protein, X number of carbs, X number of fats, and then all they do is they plug in random foods, different foods that can allow you to accomplish those goals. But they're, they're, they're again, they're going off these exact same guidelines for the, most, for the most part, right? And if you're trying to build muscle, you're going to be probably in about a two to 500 calorie surplus. And if you're trying to lose weight, you're probably going to be in a two to 500 calorie deficit. Okay. So some quick little um, caveats here, because when I've given this seminar, people say, okay, so I get it with like the protein and carbs and stuff, but so how, how many calories should I be eating per day? Again, it's going to be different depending on your frame, man or woman, et cetera, et cetera. But let's say, again, taking this 150 pound person, every gram of protein is about four calories. Every gram of carbs is about four calories. And every gram of fat is nine calories. So again, you see how excess fat can create a problem. So if you add all these up, you're looking at about 2,340 calories. Okay, so Again, write this down, figure out what your numbers are, and hit those consistently. So if you can eat this way, track everything that you're eating, and hit these numbers for 10 to 14 days, you should start to see some change. And if you don't, if you're not putting on weight, then you want to add 200 calories and go another 10 to 14 days. And if that doesn't help, then you add another two, 250, until you start seeing gains. But you have to do it incrementally because I've seen people go all of a sudden add another 800 calories and now they're way over and it doesn't work that way. Okay, so we have to be patient and you have to give your body a chance to recover and to display the results. So you have to be patient. Patience is key in this process. All right? And that way you'll be able to find what what is called your body's sweet spot. All right? So it's important, again, and I, I'm going to keep pounding on this because I can't stress it enough, that you understand that you can do this on your own. And that's one of the reasons why we do this show, because I really don't want you to go pay $100, $300 for a meal plan, right? And I don't mean to diss on the trainers and things of that nature, because I have a lot of friends who are trainers, and they do provide a lot of value and a lot of insight for a lot of folks, but... If you're a proactive person, you can do a lot of these things on your own, okay? And you can save your cash. So that would be point number one is what you're eating. And that's going to be, again, 70% of your results are going to be based on what you put in your mouth. If you do not have the discipline to stick to a meal plan, then one of two things. Either you just don't want it bad enough, which is probably going to be the answer most of the time, or it may just not be for you because it takes a lot of consistency, a lot of discipline to be able to do this. So step one is always going to be to get your nutrition under control. If you cannot do that, then don't even bother going to the gym because you're wasting your time. 
you're wasting your time and you're going to become one of those famous five-day-a-week club dad bod people that have been going to the gym religiously five days a week for 15 years and they still have a pudge. Unexplainable. I don't understand it. And Well, I do understand it. The reason why it happens is because they don't have their nutrition in check. So fix your nutrition first. Learn what to, what to and what not to put in your mouth. And then, once you have that under control, then you move on to your actual training. So now we're going to go on to point number two, which is how you, how you lift and what you do in the gym. Okay, and there's a quote by Ronnie Coleman, who is an eight-time Mr. Olympia, one of the most decorated bodybuilders in the history of this planet, And he said something simple. He said, everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but nobody wants to lift heavy weights. And that's true. And as I mentioned before, you have to understand what's going on with your body. Your body doesn't want to put on muscle, right? And at first, this was a concept that was tough for me to understand, but you you have to realize your body doesn't want to put on muscle. You have to force it to put on muscle, right? You have to force it and put it in a position where it doesn't have a choice but to grow. But it's going to resist. It's going to resist and resist and resist and resist. Why? Because muscle is very expensive for the body to keep, right? Muscle is your body's fat-burning machinery, and it's very taxing on the body. It takes a lot of calories a day, a lot of energy to maintain that muscle and to preserve it. So it's your body naturally doesn't really want to do it, so you have to force it to do it. How do you do that? And that's with heavy weights. Heavy weights. The fastest way to get results is to lift heavy weights and to get off the machines, Right, And again, the reasoning is simple because the more weight you put on, the more complex exercises you do that incorporate different muscle groups, the faster your, your body is going to be forced to put on all of that muscle. So one of the never-ending arguments, and many different trainers have different opinions about this, but talking to people and within my own training, I've, I've, I've come to a consensus of what I now believe. And it, it's, it's this question of how many reps should you be doing. Some people advocate low weight, high reps. They say keep the weight low and do 20 to 30 reps in your sets. Most people are going to be between 8 and 12. That 8 and 12, from, from 8 to 12 reps, is a super popular idea. And I'll be the first to admit, it's not terrible, it's not terrible, but it's not the best, right? And I know a lot of guys who have kind of plateaued in their gains and in their training because they stick to this 8 to 12 rep range, right? And where I have found that the majority of the gains are made is between 4 and 6. So heavy days, heavy lifting, you know, big dumbbells where you're only going to be able to do 4 to 6 reps, that's where the money is. That's where the real strength is going to come, right? So that's, that's what I believe from what I've seen and from what I, I've, I've studied and talked to people about, that, 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 that four to six rep range is really the sweet spot. So what I would encourage you to do 
is to whatever program you're on, if you're on body space and you're doing whatever program, a couple of times a week, do the exact same exercises, but even if the program tells you to do 15 reps or 12 reps, only do between four and six. Try it and see how you feel. And I promise you that it's going to make a world of difference. And there's a couple of studies that I was researching that back this claim up, right? And the first one is a study that was done at Arizona State University, where basically it was a study of other studies, right? So they were studying studies, right? And so what they did was that these researchers reviewed over 140 other weightlifting studies. And what they found was that 80% of your one rep max was the range that produced the maximum muscle growth. So again, four to six, right? There was also a paper that was published by the American College of Sports Medicine where it recommends an eventual emphasis, and I quote, quote, an eventual emphasis on heavy loading using at least three-minute rest periods between sets, close quote. So that's one to six repetition maximums. And the reason why it says eventual is because... If you're new to the gym, you don't want to go in there and start doing one rep maxes and trying to max out right away, right? You have to build a solid foundation in order to get there. But once you've been in the gym for a while, once you know your way around and you've had some results, right, you want to translate to this heavy, heavy loading phase, right? So it's really important that that you at least give it a try. Right? And I promise you that, that you're going to see a lot, a lot of change. And the last one is a study conducted by Ohio State University. Basically, what these guys did is that they took 32 untrained guys, guys that were not used to going to the gym, that did not really have an active lifestyle. I mean, they were not bodybuilders or anything of the like. These were untrained people. And they made them lift weights for eight weeks. And they split them up into three different groups. One group worked in the three to five rep range. Another group worked in the nine to 11 rep range. And the third group worked in the 20 to 28 rep range. By the end of the eight week period, the group working in the lowest rep range made significantly more gains in both strength and muscle. Okay, so again, those guys that were doing the heavy lifting were the ones that were getting the results. Okay, so again, give it a shot. You know, try it. Use your program, whatever you're doing, and make those adjustments. Okay, now, I want to talk a little bit about machines. I think machines obviously have their purpose, right? They, they are useful. And if you watch bodybuilders train, guys like Phil Heath or Kai Green and things like that, you will see them use machines. But they use machines because they're trying to chisel right? If you think of a statue, they are chiseling every individual muscle, right? And so once you get to a point where you have a large frame, now you're going to try and chisel, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger went through the exact same process when he was in, still in, in his teens, 17, 18, 19 years old. He was, he was really big. He had a lot of mass, but he didn't have the definition, Right, And so what, what, what he talks about is that initially he was doing a lot of compound exercises, and three in particular. He was doing heavy, heavy deadlifts, heavy squats, 
and heavy bench presses. Those three exercises are probably, I would think, the three most crucial, important exercises that there are. Everything else is isolation to try and isolate a certain body part. But those three, the, the, the bench press, the squat, and the deadlift, just by doing those three, you get a full body workout. Every single muscle in your body gets worked if you do those three, just those three exercises, right? And there are even programs out there, like my, Michael Hearn has his power bodybuilding program, where he focuses on just those three. And for Arnold, that allowed him to build the big frame. And then he used the machines to kind of chisel away at the mass that was already there, right? So as I mentioned at the beginning, not all exercises are created equal, right? Doing dumbbell chest presses and actually getting on a bench press, although it might be intimidating for a lot of folks and a lot of people say, well, I don't like going over there where the dumbbells are because that's where all the big guys are. And especially women, they say, well, women don't bench press. Like, what are you talking about? Girls, I've never seen a girl on a bench press. Like, why would I bench press? It's all just like, 10 dudes around the bench press, like cheering each other on. Like, I don't want to do that. But the reality is that those are key, key exercises. And if you can do them, guys and gals, that's what's going to give you the mass that you need, right? And it's going to allow you to put on that, that muscle. The, the machines work for either if you're trying to recover from an injury or if you're really trying to chisel. So again, my recommendation is to try to start inching your way towards the freeways. Don't be afraid, all right? Don't be scared. Don't worry about anybody else. Do what I do. You show up at the gym, you pop your gum in your mouth, you put on your headphones, you put it on blast, and you don't talk to anybody, you don't worry about anything, and you just work, right? You're there to work, and you go to work. And if you can do that and just focus on yourself and those three core exercises, write this down, bench press, deadlift, and squats, your body will have no choice but to change, which is what we're trying to get it to do. Okay, so in recap, we gave you the guidelines to build your own meal plan. And now you have some guidelines to ramp up any fitness program that you may be doing. Okay, if you don't have one, download the Body Space app, and there are hundreds of programs. Pick one, doesn't matter which one, and incorporate the heavy, the, 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 these heavy loading principles. Okay, And I guarantee that you will see gains, especially if you feel like you've plateaued. This is especially helpful for guys who have been in the gym, they got some results at first and then they were super excited and now they kind of haven't and so they're a little bit disappointed and they don't know why. The reason why is because you need to lift heavier, bro, or because you're not eating enough. So fix those two things and the results will come. I hope that this episode was helpful. Thank you so much for tuning into the Fitners podcast. I'm always so grateful and so excited to come into the studio and record these shows for you guys, the preparation uh, that goes into it for myself and our team and everybody involved to just help you, to help you build what you want to build. And my hope is that at least one person out there, the next time that they're meal planning or the next time that they step into the gym They think about the Fit Nerds podcast and what they learned, and they implement it to improve their results. If one person does that, then my purpose has been served, all right? So 
Hopefully that's you. And if it is, email me, shoot me a message on Facebook, join our Facebook uh, Fit Nerds group, find me on Snapchat, wherever it is, and tell me about it because I'd love to hear it. With that being said, guys, thank you so much. Till next time. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's motivation. I've been motivated for a minute now. If you want it, go get it, don't let them bring you down. They said you're sleeping, but we don't listen to word of mouth. Take care of business and family, that's what we dream about. This is what I'm talking about, grinding till the lights go out. All I do is work, work, work until I reach the finish line. Motivation pushing me through hard times, do it for the fan body.